Welcome back to Financial Therapy. We'll be back with lots of interesting guests joining us in a bigger conversation about us and money. But in the meanwhile, let's discuss a little more about money neuroscience, in particular, money and our three brains. The three areas in our brain that can relate to us and money. In this episode of Money Neuroscience, we're talking about the reptilian brain and money. Our reptilian brain, which is also known as the primitive brain, is the oldest area of our brain. And it was the first part that was developed when we were in utero. It controls the automatic self-preserving systems and responses. The basic bodily functions such as feeding and pooping and reproduction and our responses to threat. This is getting our body to fight, flight and freeze if needed to survive. This area of the brain sits at the top of our spine where the spine meets the head or at the bottom of the brain structure. And if we could scan someone's brain as they considered the reality of having lost their job in a recession with a family and a large mortgage, um, and they may not have much savings, we would see this area of the brain along with some other areas really light up. Because circumstances described above is really a threat to our modern day survival. It's a threat to this organism, this nervous system. Now, if you've been triggered in any way by what I've just shared about the circumstance, just take a moment right now to take a big, deep breath in. Actually, let's all do it. Let's just all take a deep breath in because we're dealing with and talking with the nervous system. But I want you to consider that this is where we sometimes go in our financial lives. Our primitive brain has alarms going off when we experience this shock of being told we're going to lose our job or our business is going to go bankrupt. We've finally had that realization, wow, we've got to close those doors. Or fully invested a whole lot of money and the stock market crashes. Or we're going through an acrimonious financial separation in a divorce. Or when we feel incapable to change our financial circumstances, drowning in debt or under-earning. Essentially, it feels like the organism is under threat. And where do we go when we're under threat? Well, we fight, we flight, or we freeze. Yeah. A couple of years back, I started to ask this question when I started working with a new client, just to get them thinking and feeling about them and money in a different way. And the question is this, when you think of yourself under financial stress, where do you go? Fight? flight or freeze? I've noticed that we find it pretty easy to answer that question. We're all very familiar where we go under financial stress. For example, you know, someone might say, I feel very frozen about how to change my financial situation or my financial life is is a constant struggle and and I'm constantly fighting. Or someone might say something like, I just want to put my head in the sand and make it all go away. And that one, that last one is an example of flee. You know, we just want to get ourselves out of there. And then after I've asked that first question, I ask them a second question. Does it vary depending where the threat is? So when you're feeling financial threat in your work life or you're feeling financial threat in your home life, And the answer could be say, yep, at work, in business, I'm always in a state of fight. But when I relate with my family, I go into a state of freeze. So there can be variations depending on the circumstances. 
Other clients might say, you know, I feel constantly frozen everywhere in my financial life, home, work, I'm just constantly frozen. Or other clients might say something like, I feel like I'm cutting and running. It's all too hard. And essentially, I'm just running away from everything, always. Or it could be a little bit of a, you know, maybe a bit of change or transformation. I used to run. I, I used to see how much I used to run. And now I'm practicing the art of staying. So I'm going to put this question to you, my listener. Where do you go under financial threat? And under financial threat in various situations, depending on that situation, is it different? In work, it's one thing. With a partner, it's another. With the kids, it's another. And with your birth family, do you freeze around them? Or are you constantly in fight? This kind of freezing around our birth family is quite common. I see it as a bit of a bit of a theme. We kind of feel like we're a little bit frozen when we have to deal with our, our family of origin. So where do you go under financial threat? Where do you go under financial threat? Fight, flight or freeze? This threat response to our financial survival can be so powerful and so damaging. Just consider a divorce. Two parties just, you know, going for the jugular. Consider a family fighting over a will. I've seen that circumstance. Consider how painful it is for those that are frozen in fear or feel helpless to change financial situations. You know, they're trying to think themselves out of it, but actually their whole nervous system is kind of frozen. There's that quality of poverty can have a frozenness to it. Or when we want to change our gambling addiction and we, and we feel very frozen to be able to change our gambling addiction. So it's very much in the viscera. It's in our nervous system. So you might want to pause this podcast to consider that for a moment. Where do you go under financial threat? Do you fight? Do you flee? Or do you freeze? And does it change depending on the circumstance? So continuing on, a couple of years back, I had a client who asked about the reptilian brain and whether we can just turn off fear and the debilitating responses. And the answer is kind of, well, yes and no. We've got to understand that the primitive brain has its purpose. It is there to alert us if we're under real physical threat. For example, you're on holidays and you're taking the night air, traveling around the city in a foreign city, and suddenly you find yourself walking down a dimly lit street. And you're walking down and you go, oh, hang on, I think I might be a little bit lost. And then you look up ahead and you see a big, scary gang of guys walking towards you. Now, in this situation, you want your lightning fast reflexes to get your heart beating and your legs running out of there, even before you've had a cognitive thought to do so. So this has got a real purpose. It's actually, it senses that fear and it forces you to act even before you can think out how to do it. But you may not want these kind of threat responses to show up in your relationships, let's say. You don't want to be kind of constantly in a state of threat when you're discussing with your partner things about money. 
Now, if both you and your partner may have had challenging upbringings or any any type of upbringing around money really can be a fuel that may make two individuals or nervous systems have challenges. And in that relating, both of you might feel that every time you have a big conversation that you're under threat. One of them might go into a state of freeze, be unable to speak, and the other one might go into fight. And that could be the place where you're conflicting. This is a very common problem I see with partners. They're operating as though they're back in this family of origin trying to survive in the chaos of family dynamics. And whatever was kind of laid down in those early years, when we get into the threat response, we go back there again. (gasps) I freeze or I go into fight or I just want to get out of there. Yeah. Now, if you want to change the reaction to a real or positive threat as monitored by this kind of reptilian brain, we need to know its language. Now, its language, the primitive brain's language, is very different to the other two brains and I'm going to get to, which is the emotional brain and the thinking brain and the way they relate to money. But I'm going to get to those. The primitive brain has its very particular language. And it's the language of physical sensations because that's what it's doing. It's trying to sense what's this body doing? Can it sense anything, any threats on the outside? Can I, you know, am I resting and digesting? Am I kind of holding on, holding everything in? Am I holding my breath? And so it's physical sensation. It's very, very, it's very different from, say, emotional sensations that this body might feel. So remember, the brain relates to the governing systems of the body, like digestion, feeding, pooping, pleasure, and arousal in in relation to reproduction. And it is also part of the activation of what we call the sympathetic nervous system. This is a very particular system that accelerates our heartbeat, secretes adrenaline, dilates our pupils so that we can see more and take in more information just in case there's a bit of fret. It prepares us to fight and flight, okay? This is the function of the primitive brain, to manage the bodily functions and to keep the organism alive. And so it has a very kind of sensory language to it. If we monitor or report on the feelings of this physical system, we'll say things like, you know, I've got a churning in my belly or my belly feels full, or I feel constriction in my chest. It's very, very kind of sensory. I feel hot, I feel cold, or I feel constricted, or I feel free or loose. Yeah, it's very kind of, it's very sensory language. So often in a session with a client, I'll ask them something like, okay, as you talk about the moment you realized you needed to close the door on your business, what are the sensations you're feeling right now in your body? And they may say something like, well, I feel a little sick to my stomach or I feel I can't breathe. I feel constricted. Yeah, so it's, it's very sensory language. Or another client might say something like, you know, I've always dreamed of having my own business, but when I really consider it, it scares the shizzle out of me. We might know that one. You know, it feels like, well, it's scaring the shizzle out of me. (laughs) Now, this comment may appear like a throwaway line, something we might just say, but it kind of relates directly to this autonomic nervous system, making sure that our butt stays intact when we're under stress. We're actually pretty much clearly stating what we don't want to happen if we take on our dream. A crazy little note on the side. Wild animals occasionally have a spontaneous expulsion of 
scat, poop, whilst under threat from a predator. And this is a threat response. It's like, whoop, I'm just going to leave that there, which a predator may detect as a fouling of the meat, right? So my the prey has done a bit of a scat and the predator's chasing it now and goes, oh, hang on, there might be something wrong with the meat of this potential prey. It could be rancid or infected in some way, and so it will stop pursuing the prey. So just an interesting kind of side note. And so that under, under stress, we have that fear that are we going to, you know what I mean. Anyway, back to where I was. So when I started to really look through the lens of us and money and survival of this organism, it's no wonder that this thing called money can have such a profound effect on the nervous system. It can make us feel punched in the gut when we get financial shock. It can make us frozen in fear. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. So if you want to make changes in your financial life, if you want to operate in the world differently, you want to act, react or or combat with money, where do you go? Fight, flight or freeze is a really great place to start. And what are the physical sensations? Start to see the language of your nervous system. Ah, I go into freeze or I want to flee. I want to get out of there. And you can do this in your personal relationships as well. When you feel under threat in your personal relationships, where do you go? Do you generally go to fight, freeze? Do you want to, you know, you feel absolutely frozen? You feel like you haven't got a voice? Or do you want to get out of there? You want to flee? So it's a really great practice to kind of start having an understanding about where do you go under threat? Try it out. So when you're in that state, what are the sensations in the body? What do you feel? Well, it feels like a weight on my shoulder or I feel like my feet are frozen or it makes my head feel like it's being thrown back in shock. If you can do this practice and have some awareness and presence with it, to sensing the physical sensations rather than paying attention to, say, the emotions or the thoughts, but just sticking with the physical sensations. We're going to look at the brain in relation to the emotion and the thinking and, of course, money next. But practice the sensations in the body. If you're doing a mindfulness practice, bring this into the attention awareness to these sensations. If you can do this, you'll open up an understanding of your unique nervous systems. How do I operate under stress? How do I operate under threat? Even under change, where do I go? This process, let me tell you, has been such a profound practice for myself. When I look back at times in my life when I wanted to make change, positive change, physiologically, when I contemplated that I wanted to be a therapist or I wanted to start a business or I wanted a new path for myself, I would notice my heart would just pound, just contemplating it. Ah, my heart, boom, 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 activated. I could feel it. And what had happened, I coupled that pounding heart with imminent threat. Okay, my heart's pounding. Ah, something's not right here. I've got to stop this idea. No, no, I'm not going to follow my dreams. I'm going to get, I'm going to back out, close the door, run away up the street. Stop studying. Stop pursuing that business idea. Stick with the job, stick with where I am at at the moment. Don't expand, don't change anything. So I coupled pounding heart with threat, I'm out of here. 
So I started to unpack this physical response. Ah, pounding heart when I contemplate the idea that I might want to have the life of my dreams, do something that I'm passionate about. And is there an imminent threat to my physical body? Maybe there's not. So what's going on? Maybe I should keep going. Maybe I should pursue this idea that I can change my circumstances. Yeah? At the time I started to work this out, I was speaking to a friend who's also a psychotherapist and she told me this conversation that she'd had with a professional Olympic soccer player, this woman. And they were talking about the idea of the pounding heart. What happens when we feel that activation in our body like a pounding heart? And this soccer player had said to my friend, you know what, when I feel that, that's the moment that I lean in. That's the moment that I go, yep, I'm going to put my shoulder to the grindstone and I'm going to act and I'm going to go for it. And I was like, wow, listening to this story, I thought, wow, just looking at two different nervous systems. One of them says, yet act, I'm going to put the shoulder in, I'm going to go for it. And the other nervous system, mine, says, whoop, I'm out of here. And so it really became a really, like, this is a really profound understanding. Look what happens in my nervous system when I feel like I feel the physical sensations, when my heart starts feeling a bit activated, when I'm feeling pound, when my breath starts to hold a little bit, where do I go? So I want you to check this one out. This could be so transforming for you, just to sort of see where does this physiology, where does this nervous system go? And it's going to change not only your financial life, the place that when you want to expand, when you want to shift, but it can also have a great impact on your personal life. So try it out. Connect with that physical feelings. Where do you go under threat? Fight, flight or freeze and feel the physical sensations. So thank you for joining me on Financial Therapy. We're going to be covering the next two brains and money in the following episodes and, of course, have fabulous more guests that are going to be joining me. I would really love if you subscribed and rated and reviewed this podcast. It really helps. Please check out my book, The Billionaire Bordeaux, and you can also sign up to my various financial well-being programs. Simply go to financialtherapy.org and you might want to make a donation to support my pro bono work teaching financial well-being to individuals at risk of homelessness and victims of domestic violence. Or you might want to come and work with me and have some financial therapy sessions. Just get in contact through the site. That's financialtherapy.org. And thank you.